That is a very interesting background. Yeah, why are you at Skid Row today? <laughs> right? Because a lot of people like to show the nice parts of LA. I want to be real. Okay, keep it real, real world, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it real. Them the sure part. The guy... There yeah. we go. Yeah, this Ooh, is um... the background that I could afford for Zoom, so this is what I had to do. I fucking <laughs> I, I should start playing a background. Ubong, yeah, what um um what jersey you have on today? What I got on today? Valley Boys. You got the val oh you got the new one, right? Let's Book. see it. Yes, yes, sir. Stand up, let me, let me see it. Hold up, let me see if I can. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, so got that. Valley Boys. No. I don't know if you can see the back. But yeah. There we go. Yeah, you got it. That's a fresh so jersey. So once again, yeah, once again, guys, I have a jersey plug. His name is Dumb Dick Daniel on Twitter. <laughs> That's his name really, on there. It's really yeah. his name on Twitter. That's his name on there. Um, he is the jersey plug. So if you guys want jerseys, he's who I go through. That's who Ubon goes through. Um, I, I just got the AI jersey too. Yeah. So and he gets them for a good price. So. If you guys want the information, that's today's Jersey Plug right there. Our Jersey Plug, Plug Talk today. Today's Plug Talk. You're listening to the Cutthroat Podcast. You got myself, X on the pod, at Patty is here uh, somewhere. <laughs> got our boy, Zach Elk, rejoining us here on the pod. And of course, Ubong. I think we got an internet connection thing going on, but he's around here somewhere and he'll be right right back uh and right now we're having a little bit of some plug talk talking some jerseys oobs weren't rocking the fresh uh booker jersey the western conference champion booker jersey it's looking nice you, i told you chris you could be a laker fan and still support other motherfuckers just ask I vanessa said, hutchins i know right when she i saw that and that's everyone knows that's my girl and i'm like what the hell is she doing I'm like she she over here jersey flipping like um like Lil Wayne over here. <laughs> Lap- oh, okay, Ubong said that his laptop's tripping, but he'll be right back. Yeah, I figured that that's what was happening. Oh, right back. He wasn't even kidding. Like right back. Here he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as we were saying, we have at Ubong, and hey man, I'm a fan of, of players on other teams. Honestly, I was never really the biggest Booker guy until these playoffs because of his mid-range game has been really cool. Like people want to compare him to Kobe and I guess from an offensive skill set standpoint you could do that somewhat, but he's not the same motherfucker Kobe was on defense. And that's you know what, what I he mean? said too. Yeah. He said he exactly said that like I think a few hours ago. He's like do not compare me to Kobe. Like I'm not Kobe. Who Booker did? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. So he's like trying to shut all that shit down like real quick, but yeah. So Chris, as a as a Laker fan, would you rock another jersey other than Lakers? Yeah, I'd rock another jersey other than Lakers. Whose jersey would you rock? Dude, I'd rush, I'd rock a fresh Chicago Bull number sixteen, Pau Gasol. I would love that, dude. Okay, what about um? <laughs> would you? Rock? I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm fucking with you. I, honestly, <laughs> I know, but for, for, would you play- rock? Oh, I was gonna say, would you rock like um? Let's say like a Penny Hardaway or a uh, Vince Carter. I'd rock. I, like I'd probably rock a Vince Toronto Raptor jersey more over a, a Penny jersey, even though just because I didn't really see too much of Penny playing, I saw a lot more of Vince. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What about you, Zach? Do you have any jerseys? Oh boy, do. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because I'm like 
I'm turning 29 tomorrow and hey happy birthday thank you and it's funny because I'm that guy that like even though I'm playing pickup basketball on the weekends with Chris I'm the guy that like literally wears a different jersey every time we play so I I would say my first jersey that I ever got was the Shaquille O'Neal Lakers jersey uh throwback 90s style um but then I like I have a O'Neal Magic jersey I have a Vancouver Mike Bibby jersey Kenneth Nuggets one yeah I'm trying to think of all. I got a Phoenix Suns one too, but it's the Steve Nash one with the sun going diagonally across. I got like a whole bunch of more. Nice. Okay. So I just put in a chat, something that we should probably do a little bit later. (laughs) No, dude, honestly, man, you know, we could do it right now if you want to. I think, I think we should do it right now. Might as well. Let's get it. Let's get it out of the way. Is that what you guys are telling me right now? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Set the scene, Chris. Let's see. Am I here? Are you guys seeing what I got going on? I don't know yeah. why it's really, I don't know why it's this. Like, we're both cancers. We're both sensitive. It doesn't have to this. <laughs> all right. Here we go. See you, Bo. You guys are sensitive. I've been telling you all the time. Real quick. Uh, I, I'd have grown up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Real quick, since we're talking hoops and we're going to get into this special birthday hall brawl. That's right. It's a birthday hall brawl. Uh, we're going to just play both imaging back to back. So, guys, please respect the imaging. Cheers. Cutthroat Podcast Fantasy Hall, bro. All right, so those that are unfamiliar with the Hall Brawl, go ahead and refamiliarize yourself with it. What we got essentially is an Oklahoma drill played between two plexiglass walls. There's a belt on one side, there's a bell on the other. You're trying to ring the other person's bell, so you got to go through each other. Let's get the bona fides first of all. We'll go with Ubong first. Ubong, we need the height and the weight, sir. Uh, six three and a quarter, 194 pounds. And any high school basketball, college basketball, we need that information as well. Uh, played basketball throughout high school. Last experience, I tried out for NBA Development League at that time. So I was close to making the team before I um, transferred to school. So that's kind of like my semi-pro tryout experience to kind of like play with the big guys. So, yeah. Zach, hit us with your bona fides. Why do why do you get you know my resume? Why do I gotta follow that? Like you should have let me I didn't follow that. I didn't I didn't know Ubong's resume. You know what the G League. You guys know what we should have did? We should have had me and Chris give their bona fides since we both know them. Yeah, I'm plan. like, I'm, I'm looking at this in the chat and I'm thinking to myself, what is Ubong like, what is ho- like holding him back to give Zach like a little bit of like an even like keel right here? I mean, he's, he's wearing a Phoenix Suns jersey. I mean, he might as well look like he's already in the NBA right now. Like, listen, <laughs> I got a Zach, dress shirt on. <laughs> Zach, is, <laughs> Zach is strong. Okay. Zach is the only person that I know that Zach, you're about how tall? Five, nine. Five, yeah, five eight, five nine in between. Five eight, there five nine, go, brother. Zach is the only guy that I know that is five eight, five nine, 
that will hit the paint with four people in it and still somehow finish with a wide open layup. Like, <laughs> so, like that guy, you want to talk about squeezing through narrow spaces and tight spaces? That's my boy, Zach. So in this hall brawl, you know, we're talking, like, I understand Ubank's got height, but it's all about getting low. And Zach's got the sneaky quick shoulders to, I think, get in there and maybe in, and pull this one out. So that's that's who I'm taking in this hall. Exhibit, I'm taking my boy. All right, wait, 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 wait. Zach, <laughs> what? Do you have any injury history? Um, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I hurt my hamstring for the first time back in May, and uh, so he uh, ain't, he ain't a runner. <laughs> no, he ain't a runner. No, I am oh. a runner. I am definitely a runner. I've been running this entire time, so that sucks. That it, this is the first time I've ever had it, like a serious injury like that. Wow. That's what I'm saying. If we go in the hall brawl right now, the hammy gonna tighten up. <laughs> it's gonna pop. It's gonna but, pop. First get no. tight. We're talking, we're talking fully healthy. We're talking. We're talking fully healthy. I know, man. Come on. Like, Chris Paul can make it a whole season after a hamstring injury. It's just the playoffs that he gets hurt. Okay. Yeah, you you're going to go last. Let me go next. So, I'm going to have to go with my boy, Ubong. I've known this dude for a while, and I know that he has heart of a motherfucking lion. KG. And just because just because he's a little taller does not mean he's not willing to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. He does it all the time on the basketball court. He gets the steals. He usually gets the rebounds and everything. He's he's like a three and D kind of guy. So you know those motherfuckers are usually scrappy. Ubong does have a little bit of a temper if you piss him off. So right. I believe before this hall brawl, I'll be slapping the shit out of him to piss him off, <laughs> and then he'll be going in there and being that ass. Therefore, I I'm just going with Ubong. Look, I just don't know why. The producer, the executive producer, is allowing this hate crime to happen. Okay, we have the blacks with the light brown people. He's obviously looking. He's smiling. He's over there in the middle of the Zoom chat, allowing this to happen. He wants the minority war to happen. He wants to hate because he's like, he's like, as long as they're not teaching CRT in school, that's what matters. Gosh, I never, you know, I cut. Cutthroat Podcast has gotten awfully Texas all of a sudden. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Patty. Lemon pepper. Patty. Lemon pepper patties here. Give your prediction, lemon pepper pat. Zach, I'm literally trying to find any, any, like, advantage to give you, and and it's just not coming, bro. Listen. It's just Ubon. not coming. I got to go. Ubo, if it's going, if it is a three-round haul, bro, it's going to – Ubon. This man, this man You're didn't even give his bonafide, so. He, Sons and foe. This man, <laughs> I'm telling you, this man's a hooper as well. That I I was expecting Ubang to give us a high school resume. Hold on, so I was hold expecting hold Zach on. to get the same high school hey, resume. Chris, 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 fun fact. Chris, fun fact. Chris, fun fact. I played against Kawhi in high school. He played at Riverside High. God damn it. And we played against Paul George in CIF senior year. <laughs> yeah, see, like, look, something something like, have you ever seen that one boxing fight where, like, the bell rings and the guy just walks out of the that would yeah. be like, you guys are continuing this hall brawl. Like, I'm just like the person that's already out of the arena. Yeah, <laughs> so, is it is it the but, rock? Is it the Rocky Jiff throwing the damn towel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throwing the damn so do you call them gifs or I call them gifs? It's gifs. My bad. GIFs. My bad. It's no, you're, no, because I heard. Um, what did the What did the owner say? What did the creator say? The creator said he pronounced like he pronounces it gif, but yeah, it's gif. That's what like, it is. He, but he says it can go either way. 
he doesn't really care and i have not changed my usage no the the creator just needs to get off the fucking fence and stop trying to well, make thought, everybody happy well, we need and we need we need answers and i think it's it's jiff I heard. I heard. No, Jif no, is it. peanut butter. Jif is delicious peanut butter, and I'll go like on a limb and say that it is the best peanut butter. Hold on, All hold right. on. So All I right. heard. Hold on, hold on. All hold on. right, we've got to. Wait, pause it. Is it Jif or Gif? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I heard Jeanette say it two episodes ago. So and I'm like, I never heard anyone say Jif, but this is the second time I've heard it. And I thought the creator of the gifts was a black girl but you guys are saying it's a guy i i actually don't know who created it i'm pretty oh. sure it is a guy and i, yeah. and I thought he he had he had said it's it was a black shift. girl because during black history month i was looking at all these like black inventions in the like last century and she was one of them so there's that it's probably <laughs> it's, it's probably one of those things where it's like the digital form is attributed to this guy as opposed to like the working motion of an actual like repeating image mm-hmm. came from somebody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we should have a, we should have a night, like a black history uh, pod one of these days and, and kind of get some black history going with like competition or sports or something that we can kind of delve into our realm. That'd be cool. Oh, well we could do that in February. Anytime, anytime. Like they, you guys invented peanut butter. That's amazing. George Washington Carver, baby. Oh, God damn. And he invented sweet potatoes. Mm. Yeah, and those are my two favorite foods that I have yeah. every day. He oh, eats it know. together. He he literally, <laughs> I've seen him dip his sweet potatoes in his peanut butter. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. I believe it's it. Giffy peanut butter. Damn. Uh, no. Giffy peanut butter. No. See what I did there? See what I did there? I know. That's what I'm like. Yeah. This awkward silence. No. Did it stick? No. You're, you're, did it stick? It, you're, no, you're getting good. you're getting the loser game show like sound like you you need that you saying boo him we need to boo this man they booing chris you gotta play the boo got to that was <laughs> sorry chris yeah as he looks for it <laughs> <laughs> can't find it all of a sudden <laughs> Good morning, good evening. You're listening to the Cutthroat Podcast. Sure ain't that. <laughs> sure ain't that. What if you're just to play the entire episode back? Let's just look. <laughs> All right, there it is. It's the next one. There you go. I think that's it. Time you're, you're to boo. Leaking confidence. No, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen anyone boo themselves, so (laughs) that's 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 all timer right there. You gotta know, you gotta know when to uh, hold them, when to fold them, and when to laugh at yourself. I guess sometimes, you know, (laughs) and and boo yourself when you make a horrible joke. Honestly, (laughs) sometimes some things are just so clever they're light years ahead of everybody's head. Remember that Doc Rivers bit I did? Was that light? (laughs) Was that light? Was that light years ahead? That was like, <laughs> is that something that we're gonna come back to and laugh? Oh, are, are, we really, are we really about to do Alrighty. that right now? Yeah. Whoa, that was the last time we saw Ubong. So mm-hmm. we, I just we trying to make it the last one. <laughs> Zach, Zach, um, the last Ubong we 
the last Ubong. The last podcast we did with Ubong, not the last Ubong we did with podcast. The last dance. That's, that's like an amazing yeah. movie, by the way. The last Ubong. The last the Ubong. Last it does. It sounds like, like, like you guys are all out in like LA. We could like start working on that thing, right? Yeah, we could do we could do something, produce something. Honestly, I was okay. So here's this for an idea, guys, and we'll we'll leave this in the pod. I got a, I got a Zoom recorder. I got a couple mics. There's plenty of little putt putt places around. We can go for a nice little mini golf sesh, or maybe even to a golf range. You know, hit some balls. But we could also record the experience. I like that. Okay, yeah, well that's and, already and I'm running away to the other side of the country. That's actually already on the table. I was telling Ubong last weekend that we're gonna do that. So you guys wanna come? You and Zach? Shit. Let me know when it's day. It's yeah, probably gonna be on like a Saturday or something like that. I'll, I'll get it off, dude. Yeah, okay. I'll let you guys know like we'll, when we'll put this in motion. This. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are adults, you have adult money. You guys get all yeah, they take it out there, right? There we go. I mean, it's it's the best time to come. It's like fucking 90 degrees every day out here. I'm only ah, moving. High 90s, 97. Yeah, you're moving yeah. to the East Coast, Patty. I'm moving well, to the Midwest. I was going to say Midwest. Yeah, that's Ohio. I'm not moving like really anywhere that is yeah, going to be depressing. Basically, he well, said Cleveland he ain't no depressing. hick. Well, Cleveland's depressing. So is Columbus. <laughs> like I say, what does Joe Kim Noah say about Cleveland? Summer? What's so special about Cleveland? <laughs> Have you heard any of your friends say, hey, I'm going on a summer vacation in Cleveland? <laughs> it's just like, it's it's not even that he's right, because like Cleveland's a nice place, especially in the summer. But like, I don't know. I, I don't like I, I've hated Joakim Noah since since he played at Florida and beat Ohio State, actually. <laughs> I like Joakim. He was a scrappy motherfucker, man. Well, yeah, the, the way he played was fun, but, like, just the way that he just shit on the state of Ohio, like, rubbed me the wrong way being from the state of Ohio. This is how we feel about Ohio. Chris. But not any professional sports teams in there, especially not the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was a valley oop right there, man. Ubong knew exactly what I was going for. He yeah. set that up. And, and that's exactly what he'd do to Zach and all, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the court, though. Quick hands. Ooh. 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 There we go. It's, it's all fun and games, so he's the eclipse coming at him with that block. Zach, he's got, what, 10 inches on you? Uh, oh, I forget. How, how tall is he? 6'5"? Six, 6'3 six, and a quarter. Okay, so, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, Zach. Zach can hold his own. No, no, I believe it. I believe. Against it. the tall guy. I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling you, it's just Zach's one of those guys that you know, and I'm sure you're the same way, Ubong. When you get on a court with guys that are like a level below you or a few levels below you, where you just kind of get caught uh, watching, a lot of the times, because like no. literally, like like with him, with him, it's it's literally like it's like the Kobe thing, where like why aren't his teammates moving? It's like you're watching fucking Kobe Bryant play basketball right in front of you. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. This dude just hoops, man. Like honestly, Zach, oh. like it's it's fun to watch oh. him play. Switch it, switching the hands. Like some this guy's like Kyrie Irving when it comes to using the glass. Seriously, with both hands, I'll be like, "There's no way." He's almost like gonna hit the ground. Throws a little spin on it off the backboard, and it's in. Hey, Chris, you know that's when part. I'm guarding him. Chris, Wait. knows the funny part. Hold on, hold on, I got this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Chris, you out here sounding like Levar Ball talking to Lonzo <laughs> like first year right now. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel. Ubong, I said, I said, Ubong, I said, I'm sure it would be the same way if I watched you on the court too. 
This I might happen after after the putt putt. This I'm might happen. I'm no, talking. Why are we talk- by the way, I'm talking about my dude. I played I'm against Kawhi Leonard. Guy. I played against Paul George. That should have been a sign. Like he played against Clippers. <laughs> he played against the NBA players. Like I was like, all right, I, as if I had any chance at all. He played against Kawhi Leonard in high school. I'm done. <laughs> but like I said, I've what seen him play. A, I've seen him play a couple of times on like you know like his leagues that he does in LA and everything. And he is a scrappy motherfucker. And he is a three and D guy to the core. I'm talking about he will be on the wing. But at the same well, time, he will run. But I was about to say, when you get that rebound, you will run it to the motherfucking rack. So mm-hmm. he is what. The hype is saying that he is right now. So go ahead. I feel like I just want to say one thing, and I feel like Patty can maybe back me up here on this. And this has nothing to do with Zach versus Ubong, but this has everything to do with Ubong versus me. And we were trying to set up That's this one on one this one on one matchup. And I feel like Ubong That's... was undersold to me. And I feel like I would get fucking murdered against this man. Uh <laughs> You might you might have him on the inside. I told you that though. Listen, you, listen, I play against bigger dudes though. Just the fear listen, in your eyes right there. Ubong, how's your how's your post defense? Trust me, you don't want like post defense, like I said, I don't like to brag about my game at all, but post defense, the tallest dude I've ever guarded was six seven. And I hold my own because he was getting irritated when I knew where he was gonna back up. So I time your your post moves. So I follow your foot too. Zach, I think we have to see Zach, Chris and Zach, Ubong. Zach. Yeah. How would how how is my do you think my post moves would do anything? Am I like like I I know I'm asking for some help here, but like what do you think I'd stand a chance? Am I any good? Am I any oh, decent? Am I the hype man now? Yeah, yeah. I okay. need you. I need you, please. Let me just tell you about Chris Hortha. Chris Hortha, the man that has lost over 170 pounds. The man that is fit. The man with 24 inch pythons. This man knows how to move. For a man his size, he's very agile. He is the man that you've never seen before. He can take you out in a heartbeat. There we go. Hey, Zach. Wait, let me ask, I have a question. Zach, was yes. that. Was that Macho Man or was that Hulk or was that like a combination of the two? Because I really liked it. It was meant to be like a just a manager from the 90s. Oh, okay. All a right. hybrid. Because everyone knows, everyone knows I'm a wrestling fan. I'm like trying to figure out who he, was he trying to say. Well, I didn't know you were. <laughs> Man, I watched Money in the Bank last night, dog. Yeah, I, I was going to say, speaking of, can we talk about that Money in the Bank last night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have, I've tuned out since WrestleMania, but to know about John Cena coming back, I was like, wow, that's pretty sick. Dude, that pop, that was the first, um, that was the first pay-per-view with fans. So it was like, basically like a WrestleMania. Dude, that pop, I heard that, I I heard that pop described this way and I agreed. Somebody called it Austin pop. Yeah. Uh, I agree, man. Yeah. I could see that. I could say that there were, there is, uh, there, one of the greatest pops of all time was around the evasion angle. When Austin was just beating up everybody that was on WCW and ECW. If you guys yeah. remember that, when he yeah. came Auto up in Monday his Night truck. Rock. Yeah, he came up in his truck, and he had, like, a pull stick. And Iconic, actually, bro. Yeah, and he just started beating the shit out of everybody in the parking lot. Then he came inside, like, you know, like, where catering was, beat the shit out of people. And then he came to the ring, and he started stunnering everybody. That was the biggest pop in wrestling history right there. Yeah. So that Cena one obviously wasn't like that, but it was 
close to. And the second one that was just as big as that awesome pop was CM Punk when he beat Cena at that Money in the Bank when everyone thought that he wasn't coming back. Another one that I think was huge was uh, The Undertaker when he came back as like the uh, American badass. Cause like, oh, when he when he fucked up and um, made the Rock, it was Rock versus Triple H, and then right. DX was. I remember in that. The ring. And so that like, was, it was the longest too. entrance ever, and people at first like the entrance pop. was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then they see that it's the Undertaker coming down with the fucking motorcycle. And they're like, "Oh shit, he's back. He's not the dead man yeah. anymore." Yeah. Since yeah. since the most recent biggest pop, other than that Cena one last night, Chris was probably the night when Ronda Rousey when Becky Lynch broke her nose um, before the Survivor Series and that iconic look where she had blood all over her face and everything like that. And it was like basically Team SmackDown coming down to fight Team Raw. And it was supposed to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah, But Nia Jax broke her nose in that very second. But as they were coming down and it played like Becky Lynch's music, that was the biggest pop before that Cena one that happened last night in the modern like last five years so yeah by the way i have a friend who so this is a source i have a friend who's really close with becky like they know each other oh really he tells me that she does not like that picture of her at all like she Mm. hates that and people are always like throwing it in her face like dude remember this like this is iconic iconic. it's iconic because she's she has red hair and she had like a blue shirt on but it was just blood everywhere it's just iconic like you know like like, that picture yeah, she was like up in the fans, and so she's right yeah. there before like they enter the arena. She's like, "What?" Like, and so she just hates that photo. She hates every time someone shows it to her. Damn. Okay, that's that's some good insight. Actually, we have a friend, um, actually a correspondent here, who we're gonna do a wrestling one eventually, and also a Big Brother one. Steak Sauce. He's a big wrestling fan, and he actually went to my in the bank last night. Man, so. I love that man. Shout out Steak Sauce. Yeah, he was there with his two boys last night. Mm-hmm. representing and, the Stugats army yeah so Shout out to takes us really happy for him so hopefully we get to link up with him i told him like if he goes to uh if he tries to go to SummerSlam, i'll definitely try to make you know that drive to vegas and see his ass and shit if y'all down that'd be fucking sick man i want to get back into real quick x let's do it my post moves <laughs> um Ubong. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that. I got I gotta say <laughs> I got a mean hook shot. Zach's seen it. Zach's Zach's felt it like one out of ten times because they're you know he's a crafty guy. He usually gets the he'll get the ball before I even get a chance to get the hook up. Um but that's that's gonna be where I'm gonna have to if if I have any shot, I'm 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 gonna have to take you to the post. My post defense. The tallest guy I've guarded is also six seven, and goddamn, I th- I remember I, we I think I played twos having oh, to guard that having to pick that guy up, and I was throwing up like because I was playing so hard. <laughs> well, Nikki, we only I got the, we, thing, we, the thing is Chris the thing right now like I said especially especially after high school you have a lot of time to develop your game so I can go in or out as Xavier stated so I've been my mid range is getting to where it needs to be, but. Please, I'm giving you the warning now. Do not give me any space on that three-point line. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Follow-up question. Uh, what is your favorite move to do? Like, are you like a type of why, and one guy? Why, why would you tell him? Why would you tell him that? 
No, like, what? How, like, I, 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 went, I went. Mine's out. the hook. Mine's the hook. I already said mine. You know. Yeah, like Chris revealed a little bit, but like, are you like you got? Don't a tell favorite... him, Ubar. Let him find out. <laughs> Let him I mean, find out. Like I said, you, my game does the talking most of the time. Sorry to be kind of humble or whatever, but you'll have to see for yourself. Absolutely no, Ubong. I love the confidence. I'm. I'm. And no, like honestly, I love it. Like it. Don't even. Don't even be like a, apologizing to be humble. Like you work hard, man. You know what I mean. Like you. You work hard for your game and everything too. So it's like you know. And like you said, you've had more time to develop, and that's just like all that tells me is that you're putting in more work. So like I respect it. I'm I'm look, gonna, I didn't I'm, wanna, I'm, I'll beat his ass this, on the I'm fucking court. I'm actually gonna hoop ass. this. I'm actually gonna hoop this Friday with a few coworkers up at my old twenty four and. One of them uh, play, plays in the Drew League. So so I know a lot of people, the league I've played in, most of the players have played in the Drew League. So if that's any type of competition. You play against Brian McKnight. I remember that. <laughs> he, he can shoot. He can Brian shoot. McKnight, the, the singer? Yes, he can play yeah, basketball. He's actually oh really God. good. No, I yeah. saw him play on the in the Celebrity All-Star game, and he won mm-hmm. Celebrity All-Star MVP. He had like a double-double with like 10 and 12. That dude can ball. He dro- in my league, he dropped 28 and 13 because someone was leaving God him damn. open. The, the best game I ever had was like my sophomore year of high school. I was living in Garden Grove, California, and I don't know if it's because like it was an even playing field with a bunch of brown dudes, but I had 24 points and 13 boards. That's the best I've ever done in a game. And look, Second I was going to say anything, but I almost played up against Alan Crabb in high school, except we lost in CIF in the second round, and if we would have won, we would have faced him in the third. But we had a chance? No, but it's Alan Crabb. I almost <laughs> oh, I came this too far from playing Alan Crabb. Huh? Alan Crabb could hoop. I was going to say, who are you like sure. Alan Crabb? Because I remember <laughs> me, you used to talk about him a lot. Alan Crabb has a decent game. It's yeah. just now, he did it, he didn't transition to today's game, and that's where he is now. Dude, yeah. he used to have those those he he was like the typical streaky shooter type guy. He used to have those games with in Portland where he'd take over and it's just like, what the fuck is it? Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, he's low key someone that I wish the Lakers kind of got, but like he, no, he could be no, the fifteenth no. guy on the roster. Like if anybody else gets hurt, you can just have him come off like the DL list. See, those quiet guys are really interesting. Like to me, Miles Bridges is a quiet guy to me because I see him score. But then at the end of the game, he has like 20 points. And you're nah. just like, no, the, the quiet It's player. quiet though, because like the last game, what was he like, five for five from three? Yeah. And it was just like, okay, I saw him, but I didn't like, you know, conceptualize that he had five for five from three. I'm like, oh, okay, he made another one. Oh, another okay. quiet player that's also very good is Spencer Dinwiddie. He doesn't oh. make a lot of noise, but that God, boy. God, I love Spencer. That I boy can him. hoop. I'm his, telling wait, you. His fucking name is so old school. Spencer, Spencer. Dinwiddie. Okay, so do you guys want Spencer, by the way? Levert, too. Careless Levert is a I really like Karis. Me too. Wait, <laughs> so do you guys want Dinwiddie on the Lakers or no? Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yes. I would love God, him. please, please. All I think of us. GD Bus needs to do the deed. We don't as, have the money. We'll as the much money. as much as I like D'Angelo Russell, like I do, I do like him as a player. Those Nets teams were so successful because of him and Levert. Because of Dimwitty and Levert. That's uh, that's who I mean by him. Sorry. Let me I thought I thought you meant that you wanted no, D'Angelo no, 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 Russell no, no, over no, no. him. I'm like, no, hold Dimwitty, the fuck. Dimwitty was like that guy can ball, man. He yeah. he uh he's just one of the he's one of those players, and they're they're very rare. When they're plugged into the rhythm of the game, they can com- have complete control. And I've seen that guy like even against the Lakers, 
Mm -hmm. uh, recently, like I've seen him uh, take control of the game and just completely, you know, do whatever he wants to get to his spots. It's, it's awesome. He's an awesome player to watch. I don't think we have the money for him. By starting, but by default, Bitcoin, just Bitcoin him. We'll, we'll we'll do. Remember his GoFundMe? He was trying to get fans to pay for him uh, his contract yeah. through Bitcoin. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. From me, okay, personally, if if he's going to play point guard, I think there's five other options you could probably like try to get before you get Spencer. Like, I would rather want to see Lonzo. I, I would rather. Yeah. Lonzo. I, I, okay. Lonzo's my Lonzo is my absolute number one choice because right. I, I think what, I think what the team needs is you need kind of that hybrid point guard, like that guy that, that, that can play a little bit of point and playmaker, but has the size to guard twos. Because mm -hmm. I think what made the Lakers so successful in 2020 in that playoff run and just in that season in general is they had so much size in that. And, and they had size at the guard positions. LeBron's playing point guard, and you have Danny Green. You had – or they had Avery Badley, I guess, playing, and he was a smaller player too. KCP. But, yeah. By the time but the bubble KCP, happened, yeah. it was more Rondo. Yeah, but you had, you had, you had KCP. You, knew, you did have a little bit of Rondo. But, like, having having two big guards with a, a forward and a center plus LeBron, the, the size is just uh, in strength. When we're kind of seeing this, how the NBA is trending right now, where you do have this three-point game, but now you're starting to kind of see a dominant game kind of emerge where you have big, strong, imposing players taking over like Giannis – like the Lakers did with, with a lot of their size. X? All right, let me ask you guys a question because this is why I asked Ubon when we were watching the game the other day and we kind of got into like a little back and forth about it. Mm -hmm. If you, and Patty, you can start this off, okay? And then we could go to Zach and then we'll go to Ubi and then Chris, you kill it, okay? All right, so my question was, if you're Lonzo, would you want to come back to the Lakers after all the bullshit that happened? Like... The pettiness in me, I'm like, would I want to go back there and like all is forgiven? Or like, can you can you do that as a human aspect? Because I don't think he had a fun time here. Like, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him that first time. So can I my go thing first? is, uh, yeah, Zach, how you do you, you, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead, man. Sorry. Um, I'm now, just this, is just, this is just you as Lonzo, like you after like, you know, they ran you out of town, basically. Would you want to come I, back? As I left to New Orleans as Lonzo Ball, I see the way they treated Dwight Howard. I see the way his second run went and the way the fans were able to celebrate him. I think it's identical. This is now me speaking at Zach. I think it's identical when you look at Dwight Howard and Lonzo Ball in terms of when they first came to Lakers and their expectations. Because in Dwight's case, it's like, oh, we have the best – center in the league right now we have this decent offensive player of the year hopefully he can lead the lakers to a championship like he led the magic to the finals and then you have lonzo ball who at the time is like post kobe you're hoping to build a future around him like there's a lot of expectations that lonzo wasn't necessarily ready for so now that he's coming if he does come back if lonzo comes back to the lakers i think it's going to be a lesser expectation role and he's able to blend in better just like how dwight was able to blend in better as a role player See, before Patty goes, let me let me just say, I only brought this up because I was telling Ubong, I'm like, me personally, I don't know. I mean, because it's just kind of like a pride thing, you know? Like, after, like, yeah. everything that happened kind of thing. That's why I'm bringing this up. Go ahead, Patty. Yeah, but we already know that you're petty. Like, like we already know that you're going to choose the petty route <laughs> every <sure>. time. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> 
For sure. I'm a pay motherfucker. Yeah, that's why I asked it. But no, that's like, okay, so from the Fear LA account that I helped run with my buddy Mark, when Dwight Howard said that he was coming back to LA, I was the number one person slandering all, all the things about Dwight Howard. Like, I was pretty like, this is Dwight Howard when he gets on the plane, and it's that scene from Airplane where they're, like, punching that girl that's sitting down. <laughs> and I was like, this is Dwight Howard getting off the plane, and it's people, like, pushing somebody down the stairs. It's like, I did not want Dwight Howard to come back because of this first stint. And then I saw how he proved me wrong throughout the entire year. So Laker fans are pretty much the pettiest of the entire NBA league. Yes. And it's because you like they full on can mess up a person's mental health. Any, <laughs> any, any shooter we ever have, it messes up. Our guy. Oh, just yo, ask Chris, Danny Green. Yo, check out what Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he redeemed, <laughs> he redeemed himself tenfold. This man, <laughs> this man can do no wrong for Laker Nation from now on. God, I miss him. Yeah, me yeah. too. I I hope he comes back. I don't know after Bring that championship when after that championship when his girl was cussing him out on live. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was fun too. <laughs> but go on, go on, Ubong, and then uh, no, go Patty. It was yeah, Patty. Wait, wait, oh. hang on. Does anybody else want to go before I go? I mean, I'll go, Dan, I guess. I uh, mean, if you want to go, you can. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just fucking around. But okay. like, let him go, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, no, go ahead. but like, what Zach said is just like, you know, you're in a different situation now. You're not, you know, first things first, your game has developed tremendously. Like the little things. Like if you look at Alonzo's uh, workout bid, his jumper is here. It's not here anymore. And his percentage is through the roof. And obviously, and you, and what I've noticed with Lonzo is Lonzo really just needs to play with a forward and a big to get his game going. Hence, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. You got through LeBron AD. LeBron plays better off ball. AD can catch those lobs. So I think, yes, I understand like what he went through when he got traded, so forth. That's understandable. And plus, another reason why I think it'll work, his dad's not his ear anymore. He, his dad is so focused on LaMelo now, like LaMelo, LaMelo, you know? So I think with without his dad bugging his ear and just constantly talking left and right, it will probably, that's what probably made him be, get his game better to the point where if he does come here, he doesn't have to worry about it because he's only focused on one thing. And the thing, like uh, Zach said, you're not going to be the primary guy. You don't have to be. When you came to the team, you were. You were one of the top five picks. So, of course, expectation is there. But now you got LeBron and AD. That's kind of your security blanket right now. You know what I mean? Because remember, when he first came, it was just LeBron, Lonzo, and I guess Kuzma's your third, right? So he was the two. Now he can defer to the three and he can still get his points off of that. Well, Lonzo came a year before LeBron. So that first year was a lot of expectations. And then the second year, they're like, well, hopefully he can, like, grow with LeBron. And he didn't. Yeah, correct. No, that's what I'm saying. So, well, so you're you're right on that. So, what I'm saying uh, is that I, when it's my sorry, sorry, real quick, I, yeah. remind me. I want to push back on that. He didn't go with LeBron in a, when we come back. Uh, when it's my turn. Sorry, Ubang, continue. Sorry. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but I, I'm gonna finish off real quick. But bottom line, I just feel like LeBron's more in a place where he knows his body is not the way he used to anymore. So when you got young players ready to play with, Lon- especially Lonzo now, and they're still cool. It, I still think it'll work, but I get why Xavier said, you know, I'd be petty. I don't know. I wouldn't come, but the best, the best um, revenge is success. Prove people, prove people wrong. Like Dwight did it. Lonzo can do it too. 
he already did it. So, all right, Patty, what say you? And then Chris. Hemmer. So I, I agree with both you, Zach, and you, Ubong. Like, I, I think that it is a, if Lonzo were to go back to LA, I think that Lonzo would be able to absolutely thrive in that third role, like especially now because, you know, when he got into the league, it was, it was a few years ago and his dad was like Uwong was saying, his dad was in his ear. His dad was everywhere. He had to deal with his dad on every, like every day. His dad was a bigger star than he was. Like he had to go on first take when he was like in college still like with his dad, like, having that just over your head just all the time, I think already like put him in a weird head space. So like in a weird pressure situation where he's thinking that he has to do good. And then when he gets with LeBron, I think that LeBron is in such a win now mode in his career that that's the biggest reason that they were traded after that first season when it didn't end up working out and they all got hurt. But to say that LeBron and, and, and he didn't mesh, I don't think is is fair because when LeBron was out that first year in LA and Lonzo was out, like that team was bad without those two guys. And when Le- and then when LeBron came back, he wasn't completely healthy yet, but he was still sort of back to where he could win a game, but they were still missing Lonzo. When Lonzo wasn't playing and LeBron was playing, it was a like look they usually lost because of how important Lonzo was to that early team and I think if he comes back being that third option especially with AD and LeBron's health in question the last few years I think having him be that third guy and then every once in a while when you really need him to step up and be that you know number one guy if you're missing LeBron and AD's having a bad game or something like that I think that Lonzo is going to be able and and ready to do that if he needs to be. Can I go again real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Zach. So LeBron doesn't really necessarily need a true star point guard. He's had Kyrie, and I think that's probably the best point guard he's ever had. He doesn't need another like star point guard. So with Lonzo, he can be a great role point guard. He can be the person that doesn't take away too much of his shine and like also do his role and like Pat and stuff. Yeah. I think when I look at Derrick Rose coming to the Lakers. I'm like, I saw what happened in Cleveland. Derrick Rose was hopefully trying to be the Chicago Bulls sentiments of it. Like he was hoping to shine uh, with LeBron James and it didn't work out. If LeBron James is able to have a second go with Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose can be a great three point shooter that we saw with the New York Knicks. And so he's more as a role player now than he was when he went first with LeBron in Cleveland. Okay. I I will say, I think with that Derrick Rose situation in Cleveland, that first stint, I think that injuries played a massive part in that early season. And Derrick Rose wasn't healthy a lot in those early games. And then when he did come back, the Cavs were in such a must-win situation that they they knew it was probably LeBron's last year. They knew that they had to throw a team together with enough decent pieces that were at least going to get him to that championship. And I think Derrick Rose just felt casualty to that more so than I think that, but I, but I agree. I think if the Lakers were to go out and get Derrick Rose, I think that it would be a great fit as well for him. I'm just trying to say a star point guard with LeBron James is not necessary. Like I know a star point guard can get you to the NBA finals, but when you got LeBron James, he's an infinity stone. So like, you don't got to worry about that because he brings up the ball and you've seen the conflicts before with like Isaiah Thomas and LeBron, or you've seen like, 
the chipperness of like Mario Chalmers on the bench with LeBron. It's yeah. like there's not a lot of star names that has been in the point guard position with LeBron James attached. Yeah, you gotta remember even back in Cleveland in 07 when he went to the finals, he had what Eric Snow, Larry yeah. Hughes running the ball. You feel me? So your your <laughs> statement is correct. You don't necessarily need a star point guard, even the Lakers championship. Our point guard is Derek Fisher. Need I say more? You get what I'm saying? So if you look at that, every superstar, if you're a championship team, you need a shooting guard big, shooting guard forward, or and a big. You need you need a big. Like I don't care what. It is. So in this case, Lonzo or Derrick Rose will work because it will still fit the system. It'll still run it. And I think more so Lonzo because of familiarity, because he's played with LeBron. If you want to make the transition smoother, I would pick Lonzo over Derrick just because he's played with LeBron before. So Yeah. We talk about the theme of redemption. And I don't think any player would be a better fit and we'd be better for redemption than Lonzo Ball coming back to the Lakers in a Lakers jersey. So the first thing I have is that LeBron is his favorite player. He has had the utmost respect for LeBron since he's come in the league. LeBron's always been in his ear. He's a clutch client now. They are boys. Uh, cough, cough. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think the plan originally was see how it works out with the young guys and then bring AD along in the offseason. So that you still have this, you know, you could still have a Ingram, Lonzo, but that first year really got muddled up with injuries. And so that's why, like, to say that he didn't gel with LeBron, we really didn't get enough of Lonzo and LeBron because Lonzo and LeBron was done, was only from October to December of that season. Like, that's literally all we had of them. And the Lakers were the fourth seed when LeBron got hurt, when they beat the, when they beat down the Warriors. But prior to that, I remember on my birthday, LeBron and Lonzo both had a triple-double in the same game together. And they killed the Hornets playing that way. And what we were starting to see from the two of them is they were starting to gel and they were starting to figure each other out and play really well together. And the one thing I have circled right here on my notes is the Zoe and Braun pick and roll. Those two were really good at playing pick and roll with each other just because Lonzo's going to be picked up by a point guard and he's a 6'6 guard himself. So LeBron and him would run it and either you get LeBron switched off or you get Lonzo with a wide open three. And at the, if you look at, the, I think if you look at the numbers, the pick and roll, if Lonzo was instead of rolling and he spotted up for three, he hit those shots a, a good amount of the time because he, it was in rhythm. You know, LeBron's a great passer. He's going to get it to you in your right spots. I think that Lonzo ball has something to definitely prove here in LA. And I, you know, I'm going to say right now, and I should have said it from the beginning, I have a huge Lonzo Ball bias. I'm a huge fan. Followed the guy when he was playing in Chino. I went to go watch him play at UCLA. I think he's a very, very special player, special talent. The way people talk about LaMelo is the way I have viewed Lonzo Ball. Like, I think he is a t- tremendous passer. You know, he may not have the offensive game that LaMelo has, and I can admit that, uh, but as a passer, as somebody who takes control of the game, he's he's one of those guys, like I said, like Spencer Dimwitty. You plug him in, when he's in the rhythm of the game, he affects the game on both sides of the ball. And I think that's somebody that you can definitely use against Le- with LeBron because when he was here in L.A., that dude defended his ass off. I don't know what happened in New Orleans. I don't know what happened with the coaching, but Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball were trending up to be really good defenders. And for whatever reason, the the – the defensive scheme in, in New Orleans, it just didn't work out the same way. But I, I think another thing is he had really terrible, those goddamn shoes, those 
fucking BB, BB, BB shoes, whatever, you know, how many, however many B's you want to assign to them. They were bad. They were terrible shoes. Did you, did you guys hear about how he was changing them after every quarter? Yeah. 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 So, and, and the way you could see this is his first two games in the NBA. That's what fucked up his ankle. his, His first game. Yeah, it did. His first game was awful. Everybody was talking all this shit. The next night in Phoenix, they played on a back to back. He wore Kobe's. And Lonzo Ball went off, went off for 27 and 11 in his second game in the NBA, wearing Kobe's. If he didn't wear those shoes, I think you'd be hearing a lot of different things. But it's also because the one thing that did happen in New Orleans is they have a really good shooting coach, and he helped out Lonzo, and he also helped out B.I. But uh, I, I think that he'd be a really good fit next to LeBron. And, I, you know, the Lakers, the Laker fans who watched him play know he's a really good player. Laker fans didn't want him gone. And they've been wanting him back. So I think he'll he'll feel that love. I wrote down right here that the real ones know how good Lonzo Ball really is. And I would love to have him back. That's my I just I just I just don't see him coming back, guys. I mean, you guys have all brought up perfect points. I just really do not see him coming back. I can see him maybe going to the Clippers. I I don't see him coming back to the Lakers. If he goes to the Clippers, that's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay. That's so if he, be goes, scary. if he goes to the Clippers, what will happen is they'll probably have to drop right exactly. If you Lonzo could, if Lonzo Ball good. goes to the Clippers, then that means Reggie Jackson could be available because they, I don't see them having enough cast space to have both. But yeah. no, as a Laker, I mean, they'll release Pat, Patrick Beverly. Why not keep Reg, Reggie Jackson and keep Lonzo? Wouldn't that be a good one-two threat? You would have to try to find a way to – Patrick Beverly's there for multiple years, and so I think you would try to have to find a way to, like, it's trade him away. That's at least, like, 35 – that's at least, like, potentially, like, $35 million you got to find, though, in cap space for the two of those guys, though, right? They will. Steve they, or, will th- or maybe $30 because I think Reggie Jackson might go for $10, 9000000 million. And then but they still got more. They still got more room than we do, though. They still got more room than the Lakers do, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do they? So the whole thing is no. I don't think they do because you got you got two max or limit. Dude, you you got got two max guys plus more plus Canard. Canard, yeah, six four years for sixty four million for a guy that didn't really play a lot of minutes in the playoffs. It was like what? Like that's like all the cap space and four guys. Ask Subong how he feels about Kennard. But anyway, so... Um, Wait, didn't y'all say I look like Luke Kennard? Yeah, you are yeah, you Luke Kennard. Like father. <laughs> <laughs> look like Luke Kennard's father. But honestly, I, I honestly do not see him coming. I don't see him coming back. I don't I see him coming back. I understand what you're saying, Zip, but what you're saying if he did... Oh, no, we're all saying this is all big ifs. And like I said, we all agree on the ifs. Like, if he was to come back, this is what it's going to look like. I agree with Zach. I agree with you. I agree with Pat. And I agree with Chris. Like, you guys all bring up one point that I agreed with all of you guys. However, I just think that he's older now. Like, you know, like, he doesn't need to go to the Lakers. Like, you know, like, it's not like he's – this is his first time outside of L.A. in his whole life. And he's seen – he's had a taste of that. Therefore, I think he's going to go to Chicago. And then his second pick is going to be the Clippers. I don't even think the Lakers might – they might be fourth pick for him. Like, you know, but at the same time, I really see there's other teams ahead that look more lucrative for him. Him and Levine and Larkin are Markin out there. Oh, and 
uh what's his name yeah dude yeah that's be nice that would be a good system for him that's so that's what i'm saying I, if you ask me i would say <laughs> that's like a a seventh six seed right there maybe yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know but at the same time i yeah I don't, I don't see him coming back yet i think he will eventually one day now is that the lakers or the clippers that's Big remains big. to be seen but at the same time yeah he's already had a taste already so that's that's my thing. That's my mindset. But you guys all bring up great, like if he was to come back, this is what it's gonna look like. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so but I'm looking at the, the cap human, space. Yeah, you have to put in the human element. That's my thing. Yeah, the the NBA salary cap and luxury tax pro- projections for the coming seasons of next season will be 112 million and 136.6 million. The Clippers right now with Kawhi and Ibaka both on player options have $146 million of cap space right there, which means they've gone over. I think Patrick Patterson, Nicholas Batum, Reggie Jackson, DeMarcus Cousins, and then some other young prospects who I liked. um, Those guys are all free agents. I think Kawhi, if he's opting out, the Clippers are going to sign him to an even larger contract. And this means that you don't have enough money to probably keep Reggie Jackson and Lonzo Ball. Like, I think you would have to, and if I'm the Clippers, you saw what Reggie Jackson did for you in the playoffs. You have to keep him. Like, that's you have first priority. I don't know. That's man. your first priority. Yeah. First priority. Over, Lonzo? Over Lonzo? You have to trade Patrick Beverly and Luke Kennard. Who in the league would try to keep Pat Bev and Luke Kennard in a trade package? Oh, no one's saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying Reggie Jackson versus Lonzo. Who would you rather have? Obviously, I know that. Are you trying to win? Here's the thing. If you're trying to win now, you you stay with Reggie. If you go for the picture, the future, because, and like, this is again, because of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's history of being injured. You're trying to win now, and this is the type of team that's load management. So you have to win now. I mean, after you have two to win now. seasons of bullshit, you have to win now. Because if you bring a trophy now, that's going to set up your franchise for years. And I've said this before. I think the Clippers are crypto. The Lakers are stock market. Like, you, the Clippers are the future, and the Lakers just have to, like, right now survive on old money. That's what it is. The Lakers need to just hold off this, like, rush of whatever's happening currency-wise in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But do you guys see him going to Chicago? Yeah, that's also like, it's you, an option. But I'm Miami. Seeing, I would I would what, say if Miami. If you were Lonzo, Chris, let me ask you. What, yeah. What about let me Miami? ask you your top three, and then I'll ask you, Patty. Top three, if you were Lonzo Ball, if you were Lonzo Ball, not like what you want him to do. Like, just think about his mindset. Like, think what of would basketball you, terms. Exactly. Longevity. Yeah. Rosters, everything. My, Miami, Los Angeles, and. Which one? Lakers, Lakers. So I would say Lakers, the Heat, and I'll, I'll give. I know you said three, but Chicago and New York, just because I, I like. I, I know New York has positions open, so like I I can't rule them out per se, and because of like you know the the money aspect of of playing in that media market, but I know for a fact that Lonzo Ball really likes Miami. Huge fan of backstage Lakers on Spectrum Sportsnet. Shout out, you know, one of the best shows around. But the his rookie year when they went to Miami and they, I think they spent like two night two days there or actually three days there they had a a couple of days in between so they got to kind of hang out there, like you could you could just see on that dude's face how much he loved being in South Beach, like he was relaxing he was Who taking the fuck it all doesn't? in Who yeah the fuck so doesn't? so South I, Beach is lit 
So I would say that, you know, uh, for sure, uh, uh, he's not going to go to no small market team. Lon- that's not Lonzo Ball. That's not his style. You know, even though he's a quiet guy, he- he's not going to play in a small market. Uh, I think he, you know, New Orleans is small enough for him right now, but uh, it's hard for me to choose those those cities like Chicago and, and New York where they're colder, but I understand the value of playing there and somewhat of like kind of what he can bring to those rosters. So those are the teams I'd go with for sure. What about you, Pat? Yeah, so I think I, I, I like what Chris was saying about Lonzo wanting to play in a big market because I think because he's from LA and because of how his dad has hyped him up, like I think that he kind of needs to be in a big market. Like that's, I feel like one of the things that are like, that's going to be a determining factor for him, which is why I think New York is probably in third, just because of how cold it gets during the season. Uh, Like, I think, I don't know how willing that he's going to be to want to live up there. I think that, Miami's probably second in that because of how much like because that team is ready to win now but it's also kind of set up a little bit for the future Lonzo could be a very big piece in that heat future and I think first it's probably the Lakers because of that coming home factor that LeBron kind of that that LeBron kind of had in Cleveland a little bit and I think that can be a decent part of it as well, trying to win one at like for your home city. I think we're all sounding like Laker homers right now. I do not. I'm not think even Laker. Laker. I know you're not. I, got, I know you're not. But I'm just one. saying. I don't think. I don't think Lakers is top three on this list. Here. Like, but go on, Ubo. All right. So based on basically looking at Lonzo player type situations and kind of he needs people to play with as well. So these are my top three. So first one, I may throw people out of a loop. I say Toronto. That's one. Um, I'll explain that one. Toronto is one, right? And second one, I will say, due to Mike Conley's age, why not go to Utah? Facilitate for Spider. Let him do his ISO. You He's know what not mean? going to Toronto or Utah. No, I can I can see Toronto. I can see I can see where you're coming from, but like I'm I'm agreeing with Patty. With I know that. I know, like, but I'm just saying. But I'm not, not going to say like, small market. I know, but I'm saying if I'm making a list, I'm not gonna pick it. You know what I'm saying? I'm picking for places where Lonzo can still go without having the pressure of the big market because there was no pressure in New Orleans, right? And then the other team I said obviously. I would, like I said, I would just go more so for Clippers just due to the fact, like, later in the years when things aren't, you know, those are my top three. But I'm not picking Lakers just because I would want to be Lakers. But the only reason why I'm saying Toronto is due to the fact that Kyle Lowry's getting old. Fred Van Vliet, he can run the one, but for how long? He's better off at the two, right? Why not put Lonzo in that situation and get Fred Van Vliet to play his ball? And you got OG, you got Siakam, you know. So I think Toronto will work because – I feel the more teams Lonzo branches away from the West Coast, the better he gets. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said Toronto might be an ideal area because I actually I actually do like that Toronto take just because Toronto is actually a big market, like in in terms of like where they are. Like yeah, they, but they own the Canada. T- but but yeah, no, also that's understand. You have to take into account of COVID and how pretty much this whole like going across the border thing is kind of like hard for like, you're not playing at 
Toronto's arena. You're playing in Tampa. Like yeah, I'm not sure. They're coming back but to they, Toronto. They, they will be July because 30th. the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have been allowed to return back to yeah. Toronto now. So I would pres- I, I would assume that. You guys saying that COVID, the are you saying this is the scandemic? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't like I'm, the I'm, way that you're portraying me, Zach. I, I don't like this <laughs> at all. I, I I am the exact opposite in every way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you also have to think of customs, like you know, all your friends and family coming through customs and all that fucking headache of a bitch. We got lemon pepper Pat back on this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't like what you're portraying. Nah, we got Patty Kennard in the building. <laughs> but I love that app, by the way. Did what? everyone? Did everyone give their? Oh, Zach, give your uh, top three if you top were three. Lonzo, and then let's Lonzo. move on because I think we've been talking about Lonzo way too much on this. If I'm Lonzo, I'm trying to come back home. I think he is a homebody. That's what I think it is. So I could see Lakers, Clippers, in no particular order, and I would say Chicago. I really think there there was life to the bleacher report um i forgot who said it but like i saw the bleacher report tweet about how he's very like the clippers and bulls will be going after him so i do see the bulls um miami i didn't know was an option but that that makes sense but at the same time miami is kind of an army right now like miami has a crowded backcourt with a lot of potential they don't want to budge with tyler hero because they see what's going on and drogic is there like i'm trying to think of who else like Oladipo if he comes back but I think there's just too many names to where like Lonzo will get lost in the crowd so he needs to stand out and I do think it will be the two LA teams and Chicago it's a good take Chris what you guys say big dog about the I already I already gave my three choices on the oh, I'm saying moving on yeah oh moving on okay so Smooth transitions. So smooth transitions, man. So let's talk a little bit of these finals. I think after the first two games, we saw kind of Phoenix take over a little bit. Even game three, when the Bucks rebuttaled, they kind of blew them out. So you you didn't necessarily have a a good, consistent back and forth. But the last two games have been really good, specifically the last one, to the point where like I had to go rewatch the second half just to see some of the incredible shot making we've been seeing in the finals. And it's been kind of, it's just been cool. Like the, I mean, I think this has been a thing about playoff basketball uh, all along, how important the mid-range game becomes in, in playoff basketball. Like you see it disappear in the regular season, but being able to hit those shots is crucial. Uh, and the Lakers really showed that last year, AD and LeBron kind of relied a lot on mid-range jumpers, but at the same time, you're seeing it a lot in, in these finals with Middleton, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. And it's been really fun to see. I think this is the first time we've seen um, a player go for 40 on both teams in a finals. So the scoring has been has been kind of, you know, crazy and nuts. But uh, I think that the, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to, I know I predicted the Bucks would win the series and I'm not trying to jinx them from doing that. But it looks like, you know, they've kind of found the right things out. And Coach Bud, for once, has made some actual adjustments to the point where it's like, oh, this guy is better at guarding this guy. This guy's better oh, no. at being on this guy. And and it's really kind of thrown the rhythm of the Suns off in the last three games because it's, it's not Bud Noser. It's not Bud I'm I I'm I'm not listen, I'm nobody's a bigger Bud hater than I am. I I, I I I I'm just saying that's true. That's true. That's I'm just true. saying it's probably it's more likely his assistants noticing, hey, we'd probably do a lot better doing with this. I I'm just saying, you know, it, it's up to him to kind of 
take their word for it and and do the do that so that's the only way i'm giving him credit because i've been a you can ask x i've been a very yeah i've been a big bud hater like i don't think he's been he's been number one he's been number one for sure (laughs) it's like it like and i think i think a little bit of what it is is it's not so much bud also as it is that the bucks have finally been tested enough like like Giannis and middleton have enough experience now at this point together where they've faced enough adversity to where they've lost at certain rounds in the playoffs. Cause that's, that's almost, you know, you don't see it often with a team like the Lakers where they, with LeBron, where they win it right off the back, but that's cause he has the experience. And with this Bucks team, since they're, they're more homegrown, they had to go through the growing pains of losing in the first round, second round conference finals. to now to the point where they're now they're finally where they want to be in the finals and they faced adversity and they've, they've actually showed up. Like I, I was, I've been, you know, hesitant on if Giannis could do it and he's he's been awesome and amazing it's been, we've seen some really fun basketball so long-winded way of transitioning into the finals you know kind of my take on it kind of what I've been seeing uh we'll go we'll go around the horn with Zach Ubong Patrick and then we'll finish so Patrick Patty and then we'll finish up with X so Zach how, how have you felt about these finals I haven't watched one game <laughs> whoa yeah I uh busy man I've been working with the Clippers radio network. So that's when I literally stopped. It was like me passing on the baton. Um, I do want the Bucks to win because like, I, I think Chris was the one that said it, that he thinks uh, Booker has earned his respect this playoffs. Whereas like before he didn't really like him. I think it was reversed for me where like, I didn't like the way Booker acted during the Lakers series. Um, especially after like AD hurt himself when he like had that groin injury and then like he did a slight shove while he was airborne. I'm like, dude, that come on, like you know the dirty plays and not to do that. So there's some things that were like stri- just like tugging at my like cord. Um, especially like again, I liked Booker all up until this playoffs. And when I saw him during the Clippers, I, I saw him continue a lot of this dirty play. And like you could say that you're like asserting yourself in a certain way, but that wasn't it. And so I, I do commend him for like the playoff debut that he's had and how he's been impressive with his scoring averages. Um, I just still want to see Giannis because this is impressive as to what Giannis is doing in Milwaukee. Like a lot of people didn't think he was going to win a championship in a smaller market like this. And who knows, like this might be the biggest championship to ever happen in a small city such as Milwaukee. Like I can't think of anything that's happened like that in the last maybe 11 years, maybe like Dallas came close. Right. I would I would even say Dallas is even a pretty big market. Ubang, how do you what, how do you feel about the finals? Um, the finals, I don't know. Maybe it's just me again. I'm not jinxing what could happen tomorrow. This is starting to give me a Dallas Miami Heat 2006. Remember Dallas was up 2-0, and then all of a sudden Miami just won four straight out of nowhere. Yeah. But despite that, like like I said, this finals has been entertaining because again, Phoenix is a quote-unquote small market team so is milwaukee so it just seems like now whoever wins the the championship whichever city it goes to people are going to look at it like like zach said a small market one nba team now what's so the whole so basically win a championship anywhere and i'm definitely been impressed more so for middleton everyone's talking about Giannis, Giannis, but literally take middleton out of the whole series Suns would have swept the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Because Middleton literally is, to me personally, the true G League story. I have him winning Finals MVP if he if they win this whole thing. 
everyone wants to give Giannis the credit. Yes, he helps so far, but as far as helping the team, like keep it together, keeping the momentum, because Giannis is very reckless at times, as you've seen him at times, just driving, throws it up. But Middleton has really kept his cool. And as far as the Phoenix end, I'm more so happy for Aiton as well. Because people were thinking they should trade him. He's not being serious. He's not taking it as well. He's now regards one of the top bigs right now, just be, due to the fact of his playoff stint, thanks to Chris Paul and Booker. But I just say with this series, it kind of opened up my eyes to like look at it as more so of appreciate the little things in, in the game. Like we're not seeing major superstars like the LeBron, the Steph Curry. The, we're not seeing that in this playoff series. We're seeing a 36-year-old point guard who could try to get a ring. We're seeing a guy in Booker who has been blue-collar, hard-grinding, Chris Middleton and Giannis. You know, Giannis coming from a different country, especially more so for Giannis just due to the fact that I'm Nigerian. So I could understand where he come from. Like, you came from a different country. You were not supposed to make it here. You know what I'm saying? So none of that, the series has been entertaining, but I'm loving it. So whoever wins, it doesn't matter, but Personally, I just want Chris Paul to get a ring. That's just it. But yeah. Patty? Yeah. So I haven't, I got to watch the first couple of games of the series, but I've been busy trying to get everything ready for the move. So I haven't got to watch the last couple of games. But I do want to say that I did see a TikTok that predicted the Suns winning in seven. That was posted, I believe, either the day like or like right after like the first game of the finals, and predicted all of like the rest of the game or like the next four games, and has the Suns winning in seven. Like they have the Suns winning at Milwaukee uh, in Game Six, and then they also have them winning in Game Seven in like a close game there. So like, I don't know, it, like it has been a they, they predicted it everything very correctly so far. So I don't know what's going to happen yet, but. Eddie, are you giving your predictions off of a goddamn TikTok? All I'm saying is that the TikTok <laughs> was right, uh, or the TikTok's been right so tweet. far. And I, uh, I also. No, no, the tweet was Milwaukee was winning six, remember? Oh, I thought it was seven. 123 to 115 or something like that. It was seven. seven. It was seven then. Okay. But but Patty's saying that he saw a TikTok that said yeah, but, Phoenix is winning. But I also believe that I predicted Suns in seven, right? Look, either way, I think the Native Americans are behind this. I think the NBA <laughs> is rigged by the Native Americans. What two and more natural environments? I have, I have and, not and the Cleveland Indians should keep their name. <laughs> Look, obviously they're getting back at us because we took down their symbols, such as the Cleveland Indians and all this other stuff. The Washington Redskins is now the football team, right? Like this is obviously a ploy to take over the NBA. Oh god! Yo, I love it. <laughs> Conspiracy on cutthroat. We're all about it. <laughs> I see what Zach's trying to say. Maybe, maybe there is something deeper here. We shouldn't, we shouldn't rule out every everything, you know. They have every right to get back at us as they should. And maybe Especially. we should help them out, you know? Especially in the NBA. Or is it my go? Yeah, X, <laughs> what, how you feeling, man? Well, I'm feeling pretty pissed the fuck off because how the fuck <laughs> is Giannis playing with a fucking hyperextended knee? What the fuck happened with that? We thought he was out for the year. Like, whatever, Xavier, whatever, like, 
told you, whatever drugs or medication that man took, I needs that. I think the, the, me, all the players that have gotten hurt throughout their lives, whatever drugs he took, I needs that. Because that's Shannon Sharp Pat. That's what I call it. I don't know what the yes. fuck he is on right now. I don't know what they're high. They need to give that to Embiid. Whatever he was on or is on right now, that's what Embiid needed for that meniscus. Dude, they, they flew him out to Germany. Ain't no way. Ain't no way he's playing this a week after. Like, what was it? Game one was a week after he hurt himself? Yeah. It was and a, that was the only game that over, he looked slow. A little over, give or take, right? But at the same time, we're talking about a, a – what hyperextension of the fucking knee we talked about it (laughs) and i'm like what the hell how is he playing this like the first game is the only one where he looked kind of hampered and he still managed to get 30 points in that bitch (laughs) so i know xavier needs those for his little legs little (laughs) (laughs) nah i got thickums dog you see my pause (laughs) yeah you you seen i got thickums but anyways how I feel about it, I think it's more on the fact that no one, I think more people need to talk about Chris Paul's wrists. What the hell is going on with his wrists? He's been very careless with the balls. He's been turning over the balls. He's, you know, like, it's just, he doesn't look the same in the last three games. Now, what's up? Uh, so he had... It had been it, it had been known that he hurt that wrist against yeah, the Clippers. Yeah, a while ago. A while ago. Yeah, yeah. and they they like, had even asked him after game two about the wrist, and he had made a joke about it. And he said, "What were you talking about?" I remember yeah. that. Yeah, but I I agree with you that you if you look at the way he's performed in the three games since, and I think specifically game four, the way he was coughing up the ball with that left hand, I agree, X. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think that there's not a lot more more people need to talk about that as his wrist however this this um series just i'm going to hearken off of what ubon was saying because this is not this is kind of a superstar list finals which is awesome however this is like to me it's one of the good finals because it is basically the top two defensive or defensive teams in the league so we're seeing a lot of defense we have not seen a lot of defense this whole season (laughs) And this finals has been every, I would, I would say like every possession, it looks like it's just a scrap. You see like, you know, like turn or turnovers or just like good plays, like, you know? So I just think that that is really fun to watch. Um, something different because we did think that we were going to get some kind of version of the Nets in the finals. Um, and they were going to just like, you know, just run motherfuckers off the court kind of thing after the Lakers were blown out. So I'm kind of glad that this this series is the way it is. However, I'm really pissed off because I thought Giannis was going to be, you know, a shell of himself, and that's why the Suns were going to win. But now, since you can't predict this motherfucker, and this dude is going off like Shaq did back in when we were going up against, like, fucking Matumbo in the 2001 finals, like, if you look at um, Giannis's numbers... That. Well, you were you were you in you were in the womb, weren't you? I was two thousand one. You were one. Jesus. Yeah, that was nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, like, if you don't remember it, Zach's been Shaq, saved. <laughs> if you don't remember it, Shaq, 
basically the the numbers that Giannis is putting up is Shaq like, mm-hmm. and that's the crazy thing about it. On one knee, that's the thing that is crazy about this. One leg. one leg, one one leg, one knee, whatever you want to say. He's doing this on a hyper motherfucking extension. So, yeah, <laughs> but at the same time. Is it's fun to watch and Aiton, how you guys were talking about, he played himself into a goddamn max contract. They have to mm-hmm. give him a max con- a max contract. Can't let him walk. You can't let him walk now. Now they, it was iffy before they got to the playoffs, yes or no, but now they have to pay him, and they're probably like you know like probably like fuck, but at the same time because they were probably gonna give him a cheaper deal. <laughs> but now you know like. It's just like the whole Reggie Jackson thing. Like you played yourself into some money, which is pretty awesome to see. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's been pretty awesome. Exactly. And yeah. There's yeah. a live look when Phoenix Suns have to renew his contract. Not just him, but Chris Paul too. It's like, how are you going to be able to afford both of those dudes? Now, Chris Paul is up for debate. Chris Paul is I don't know up if he's for coming debate. back. I don't know either, Chris, because he's up for debate. Because we know Chris Paul is all about his paper. We so... did talk about that video though, like how amazing <laughs> that video. I love is. that video so it's much. So like, we need a replay. We need a replay. So replay. Again, this is what happens when these deals go bad. Oh shit! Hold on. <laughs> now this is what happens in the playoffs when you play good, yeah. and the front office looks at you. <laughs> But the mom. <laughs> when when the mom comes in, she's like, "What?" She's like, what That's my favorite part. My favorite part is when he can barely get out the second. What the fuck? <laughs> he, I'm like, you he, can... he, he transitions the goddamn like, what the fuck? God damn! Yeah, you can tell this isn't the first time that they've done some shit in that house. Yeah, and that's the thing that is. Just uh, I felt I felt so bad for that guy, but like I, I Chris, want you need that for your audio. <laughs> I wanted to see the reaction afterward. Like oh, I'm clipping that up, and it, we're saving that from now yeah, on. Yeah, you need you need that. God damn! But yeah, back to it. It's iffy if Chris Paul is going to be back. Um, I think that he should be back, but we know how the fuck he gets down when it comes to money. Now, he made a specific rule a couple of years ago when he, I mean, he still is the president, but he made a rule that like over, I think the age of 36, you could still get like a max contract or something like that. He made that for kind of like him, LeBron and all that stuff. And it's coming to fruition again. So, you know, and he made that back in, I think it was uh, Houston before he got traded to OKC. Like 18? So, 18 uh, it was like 17 or 18, yeah. Yeah. No, it was 18. It was 18 because yeah. I was at a bullshit job when I heard that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, we will see what's going to happen with that whole Chris Paul thing, if he's going to stay after the season or if he's going to go to another team and what that number. Or retire. No, he's not retiring. It's either I think it's either I think I think the Nets or the Knicks are on on the table. Oh God, Zach, what say you about Chris Paul? I think so. To, he's older now. I think they'll be able to negotiate. I don't think he's going to the Lakers, of course, but I no, I think no. he's 
I think he's going to be something that's going to be probably a large paycheck. But like, you got to see the way the Suns are coming at it. It's just like, okay, this guy just helped you get not only to the finals, but he's helped be the second coach behind Monty Williams. Like he's helped groom a lot of these guys to become their full potential. And he can keep helping a Devin Booker. He could keep helping a DeAndre Ayton. He could help Bridges and even Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, who I've watched since North Carolina, has always, in my in my opinion, underperformed. And this is the first year that I'm like, damn, dude, how come you didn't do this back in college? So I think Chris Paul has to stay in Phoenix if he wants to like at least flourish. But at the same time, you guys have mentioned it money-wise, it doesn't make sense for their cap space to like have him and Ayton. That's what I was going to say. I'm like... Everything you're saying, this once again, I agree with everything you're saying. However, if you know Chris Paul, <laughs> yeah, he's all about his money. So, you know, so that's what I'm saying. He should stay, but will he stay? You know, like he could go get that money in, in, in the Knicks. They're looking for somebody. They're looking for a point guard, you know? So that would be a good place, him, Randall, and whoever else they can get. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I don't necessarily – think that the Suns feel like they have to have him back either because Monty Williams has done a really good job coaching up that entire team. The ball movement on that team is fantastic. Like I want, like I, I, I didn't watch enough Suns basketball during the year. So I attributed a lot of their success to having Chris Paul and, and rightfully part of it is, but I mean, he, he hasn't been himself through a few games, you know, in a few series through the playoffs and we've seen a lot of players step up and, and a lot of times we've even seen, you know, campaign before he hurt his ankle against the Clippers really just kind of emerge as, as somebody who could really ball out for them. So Dancing I, I, man. Exactly. So I, I, as much, you know, I, 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 as much as I do like Chris Paul, like, and I think it's been, he's been a good fit for that team. I think either side, you know, wouldn't be necessarily, super disappointed if they didn't come back together is what i'm saying can i ask you a question real quick chris and What's this up? is only this is only for you and maybe ubon because i know you guys both get pissed i don't know about you zach and i don't know about you patty but you guys could chime in too but this is strictly for chris because that's my boy how mad are you gonna be when they give coach bud that contract ex- extension <laughs> oh i'm not i mean i'm not gonna be mad because it's just you know It'd be one thing if Coach Bud was the Lakers coach and they were losing because of his poor coaching and, and they gave him an extension, but he's not. So it's like if another team's going to give a coach who, you know, who I feel doesn't deserve it an extension, fine. By all means, go ahead, give it to Coach Bud because I, I, I think when, when all the teams are back healthy again in the playoffs uh, and, and ready to go, you know, it's only going to hamper them. Go ahead, Ubo. Well, here's my answer. What the fuck, y'all? God damn! God damn! God damn! There it is. What? There's my answer. I don't have to explain much. I feel it. I think that might be Giannis's reaction, too. <laughs> real quick. Real. Okay. So I looked up, going back to the payroll thing, cap space uh, for next year and again. For next season, will be 112 million to 136.6 million. So, looking at the Phoenix Suns, if Chris Paul decides to opt out of his player option, which he is, which he probably is, I like he's going to make 44 million. So he, 
he can logistically stay. And then Devin Booker, you don't like Aiton will probably look for another contract, but Aiton will have one more year after this. So I think like the Suns can stay together for one more year in order for them to find a way to like get everything going and flowing for the future years. If that I thought, makes sense. I thought Aiton was on his his fifth. No, I thought so too, but it says he has one more contract and it's not like a player option or team option. It's just one do more. Me a, do me a favor. Can you look up the Knicks? How much cap space they have? Yeah. I know they but, got a shitload. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Chris Paul has 44 million. Devin Booker has 31 million. Aiton has 12.6 million. Jay Crowder's like low 10 or like he's just barely touching it. And then Mikel Bridges is about five. Think about this. Chris Paul, Randall, um, Duncan Robinson, um, and let's say who who's their center, Ubo? Julius Nerlens Noel. Oh yeah. Mr. Robinson. Robinson, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Robinson and on a rookie contract still. Um so in the east. In the east. Yes. So next year it looks as if like the only like depending on what the team option is for Mitchell is coming this offseason from the players they have. It looks like 54.8 million for their cap space heading into this offseason. They have a lot of room, dude. If I was Duncan Robinson, Chris Paul, Knicks are kind of looking a little nice, you know? Yeah. And look, like Alec Burks is a great role player. I don't think he's someone that you want to build a franchise around. Same with Peyton, Alfred Peyton. Like, I think they can do a boost, like a different, a definite upgrade this offseason of who they get in the free agency. Oh, yeah, but that's also something that I want to bring up. I'm, I'm sorry, I just came back to my mind what, uh, what we were talking about. Um, Chris Milton. Chris Milton, I agree, D-League legend. Um, he, I think he's the most famous person to come out of the D-League now, right? Like, team. you know, the yeah, the, the only one to make the all-star team and everything like that. Now... There is an argument to be said, and I've told Chris and I've told Ubong, Giannis is the MVP regular season. He's kind of like a yes. pay person. Yeah. When they are up by 40 or up by 30 or up by 20, it's usually those games where he has 30 points, 20 rebounds, and 30 minutes played, right? But usually when it's a tie ball game, who do they run the ball through? It's Middleton. always going to be Middleton. So there is a great argument for him to get the MVP. And I would not be mad if he got the MVP. He did it however, against Brooklyn. However, you give it to the name brand person. You always give it to the superstar of the team, no. unfortunately. Okay, okay. So no, but gonna here, give, no, but they're going to give it to Giannis. They're I know, but, here, but here's another. No, no, hold on. Hold there on, is me. an argument, though. No, there's argument because, remember, Warriors, who won the finals MVP that first year? Iguodala, Iguodala right? because of LeBron. But LeBron still had a monster-ass okay, series. But, so, but Middleton was weird. the reason he they knocked out Brooklyn. Think about that. No, yeah. No, I no. agree with you. I'm just saying I know how they get down. Is no, they, that, they're going to give it to Giannis. But that's that bull. It, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, there is a great argument to be made that it is Middleton. However, who are they going to give it to? Because yeah, he's playing up Shaq like numbers, so exactly in the yeah, go ahead, Chris. Uh, I I'll I'll say this, it's the Finals MVP. So like as much as like bro, you want to bring Brooklyn into it. Brooklyn was in the in the conference semis, right? So it's like that's why it's not going to matter so much in the finals. I do think Giannis is the Finals MVP. He's been the best player for the Bucks, 
in the finals. He was the in games games one and two. Middleton was nowhere to be found. Giannis was there. He showed up. He's been consistent throughout the entire finals, and he's actually been playing a little slightly different than how he normally does, where it's just charged to the rim every time he's been getting to some good spots in the post and we've actually been seeing a little bit of a dirk fader from him so he's he's been getting to his spots as opposed to trying to force things from the three or try to play a certain way i feel that Giannis has been the best player for the bucks on in in this finals i, I will, uh, why, why why i i will agree middleton has stepped if you look at the the conference semis the conference finals that was you know that was middleton it was to the point where people were asking is middleton the number one for this team i i understand that argument and i do see that and i'm not trying to take anything away from chris middleton i just think that Giannis has played like he's played a lot better than i've ever seen him play in these finals and the the fact that he's done it coming off of injury the way he has has been just another thing on top of it but i i do think that he's my my finals mvp zach and as someone that hasn't watched the finals again I just know the one thing that I've I've been keeping up through Twitter, I've been keeping up through ESPN and stuff like that. I could say the one thing that I know about the finals is this thing called the Giannis wall. So they don't have a Middleton wall. They don't have a Drew wall. They have the Giannis wall. And Giannis has been able to execute it well, despite the effort of them trying to keep him out of the paint or the way they're trying to guard him. So that to me alone, despite him still averaging 32 points and 13 rebounds this series, that is the clear cut favorite for him to be the finals MVP. No. Yeah. I would say like just overall impact because like it would not be the same series if you didn't have Giannis, if Giannis wasn't here off of his hyperextended knee that he had, I mean like who knows what the, the bucks would have done without him. Like they would probably have been swept. Right. But I think. Because he's there. Okay. So my thing is I, yeah. okay. So for Chris, for Chris. And can, I, Zach, can I say something real quick to Zach's point? Okay. Uh, to Zach, Zach brings up a really good point about the Giannis wall, and that's why I also agree he's the MVP. The way they run pick and roll with Aiton, Booker, and Chris Paul, they've been decimating. Even against the Lakers, they were extremely successful with that pick and roll. And because of something like the Giannis wall, and not just so much the block that he got on Giannis in, in, in game uh, four. It, you mean it's, the Aiton block? Or when the, Giannis yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 when Giannis blocked Aiton. Not so much that, that block that he had on Aiton there, but the fact that he's able to recover to to guard the guy coming off the pick and roll and then recover to the roller as well as he has been doing and disrupting Aiden. I think Aiden had 20, 20 and 10 in the last game or 20 and 12, but it wasn't your typical eight and 20 and 12 game where he's only missing two shots and having a, a really huge impact on the game. And I think that Giannis's defense has, has showed up big that way. Um, uh, where we haven't, you know, where we his defense was brought into question a couple series before because he wasn't picking up a guy like Durant. Ubon? Well, no, I hear you, but I'm just saying in the Giannis score and so forth, I'm also, if we're going to talk numbers or scoring, the impact, stuff like that, yes, he made one good play, but so did Drew Holiday made that play in the last game. So referring to Giannis, most of his points now, from what I've been seeing, have been from the free throw line, whereas middle. 10, the whole series, he's only shot with seven, eight free throws the whole series, and he still has enough to produce almost 30 points after game two, right? So that's why I'm not discrediting Giannis for not win, like to win MVP, but I'm just saying we're going to look as far as how the game goes when it comes down to the wire, because we all said when it comes down to the wire, we're not going to give Giannis the ball at the last second. We're going to give it to Middleton, and Middleton always finds a way to put the ball in the hoop, whether it be mid-range, three, you know, because Giannis, he, you've seen Giannis. He always goes in at times 
overestimates that drive. He loses it or he forces it off. Whereas Middleton, soft touch, little elbow, 15-footer, the simple things to get the job done. So that's what I'm saying. I feel that uh, in the essence of what we're talking about as finals MVP, yes, Giannis is making an impact, but I just feel like – go ahead. We got to wrap up pretty soon because Pat, Patty's going to be hopping off. But I, I want to say that even though Middleton isn't going to the free throw line that much – Giannis going to the free throw line like that, you're That's getting Aiden in foul trouble. You're getting Booker in foul trouble. You're getting all of their players in foul trouble because he's he's having that much of an impact. And he's shooting like above 88% at the rim. He's 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 not doing the typical thing, Ubang. And I agree with you that he does do that where he forces it. I mean, it. he's 6'11". He's, so. he's, he's been... Yeah, but I mean, you got Shit. it. You, with Sha- it was the same thing with Shaq, though. That's why he's been dominant like Shaq, though. You Can I just use say that. this one point? You got Wait, free throw talk. wise, let me, let like, me talk, from free throws real quick, from like Giannis at the free throw line getting most of his points is like something that I was like, that's not true because like Giannis doesn't even make a lot of free throws. Like Giannis is not a good free throw shooter. So if you're sending him the line, like this guy is not going to, like he's what, a 60% free throw shooter? So he's 60%, yeah. Yeah, like I'm like, the, he's getting his points elsewhere. And like, yeah, Milton's not a three or like he, Milton's not going to crash because that's the whole Giannis, like if Giannis is able to like drive to the rim, he's able to kick it out to Middleton. No, but Middleton can do when given opportunity, he can go to the rack. That's what I'm saying. Okay, no, no, he can for sure. But at the same time, Giannis is like the MVP because of what he's able to do. Like he's the number one target on the Suns' defensive plan. Like that's the game plan. And I, to your credit, I know you're trying to compare this to Andre Iguodala and the finals where he was up against LeBron James. I just think Steph Curry didn't rise to the occasion as well as a lot of people thought he would after an MVP season that he had. And so, but the target isn't supposed to be Giannis. It's because, yes, it's Giannis, but at the same time, those games one and two, Giannis, they were shutting down Middleton, Drew, Brooke. Giannis had those 30 points and stuff, and they still lost. Versus, let's focus on Giannis, then Giannis kicks it up. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's my argument right there. And I think Drew Holiday has also had a great bounce back in the series. Like I've seen what he's been able to do. And I remember seeing on Twitter of how people slandered Chris Middleton and they slandered Drew Holiday for the way those guys reacted off of games one and two. They kind of do come off like sporadic in the playoffs, but now they seem to be more inconsistent jive, which is why they've won three in a row. So I holiday this was like his first good game offensively he's been balling defensively no one's ever going to question his defensive mentality but at the same time my whole thing is this comes back to what zach and chris were saying earlier i think where me and ubong are coming from is oop are if we're talking about the most unstoppable player in this series it's gonna be Giannis. we're not disagreeing on that yeah. I think if we're talking about the best player, though, player. it's gonna it's gonna be Middleton. Player, and, yeah, player. player. But, the but most that, unstoppable person is Giannis. This well, is we the all agree have, on that. This no. is the argument they have though for like most outstanding player and most. We're not, no, no, no. no. We're so, so between, well, I mean, we're talking about MVP. We're talking no, about who's gonna win MVP. Yeah, we should that's get the, MVP. That's, that's the thing, that's though. What you, the media says about like most outstanding player versus most valuable player, and look, like we can say that technically James Harden is a better player than Giannis because he can dribble, he can shoot, he could do more. He's more of a skillful player, which is what James Harden's argument is about Giannis, and that is true. But at the same time, when you're six foot eleven. You're grabbing boards. You're grabbing the points. You're like causing the game plan, the defensive game plan 
to be a different, like, altering game changer. But my That's thing, why Giannis is better. But the, here's my thing, Zach. All these games have all kind of been close, right? Yeah. In the last three minutes, Giannis, what is he usually doing point-wise on the offensive end in the last three minutes? Well, I'm pretty sure they're trying not to give him the ball because you'll miss exactly. Yeah. That's what Ubong is saying, though. But, that's but what Ubong is okay, saying. So are you counting so that's a game? Minute? You can't yeah, just play three minutes. I know, I know. But Chris, this is why I told you that's why he's the MVP because the first 48 or 45 minutes, he is going to be the most dominant. However, who are they? Who are, who is their closer? It's going to be Middleton. Yeah, you know yeah, say but, Giannis but, is but, the but you need you need to be able to get yourself into those positions but to close. But he does not. No, hold, he, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. You need to be able to get yourself into those positions to close. And Giannis is having such a good impact on the overall game. Offense, defense. <laughs> he's getting players in foul trouble. We're talking about the last three minutes. Okay, three minutes okay. of the game. Yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, but you guys are, LeBron, you guys, you guys are using Jordan argument. Wait, yeah, you guys, you guys are using Patty. Patty, what'd you say? I, I, can I finish my point real go quick ahead, though? I didn't, I didn't. Let me finish this real yeah, quick. Ahead. You're using your last three minutes to give him the MVP of, of the of the whole series. No, when it's not like just the last few minutes. Well, the that, last few minutes. No, that's but, just but, an example. No, but right that there. that's your that's but that's your main that's your main point. He's the closer for the team, so he should be getting MVP because that's the only thing that he has on Giannis is that he he defense. Him. He's a better defensive player for Giannis, sure. Giannis is defense. All Giannis, Giannis has is, is the blocks that are on sports. Yeah. Giannis's defense yeah. has been way more impactful in this series, and it's been we're not more disagreeing important. with that. It's been more important for 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 the Bucks. You need the Giannis wall that Zach exactly brought up. Is the reason why he's been more impactful. And Giannis I think that, defense transitions to Middleton offense. But no, but That's it also point. transitions to Giannis offense though too. It can, but most gets, of the time because he gets in the fast it. break. Giannis, the, the the fact that Giannis is creating like I'm not going to take anything away from Middleton. He's hitting crazy shots, but at the same time, Giannis is taking more efficient shots since they're closer to the rim, and he's getting dudes in foul trouble, which has well, because he can't value. shoot. He can't shoot though. Yeah, he can't shoot though. Middleton that's that's his game though. But that and he and that's exactly what he should be doing. This is the argument that we could have made. Back in, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me just say this, okay? And then Patty, I'm sorry, like I know we kind of cut you off, um, but here's the thing: when Shaq got the NBA Finals MVP over Kobe three consecutive years. Was it because Kobe was a better player or was it because Shaq was that more dominant? Dominant. And that's why I said they're going to give it to Giannis. They're going to give it to Giannis. I yeah. didn't I disagree with that. If you remember, I said they're going to give it to him. However, there is an argument that can be made I mean, that yes. Middleton can get the MVP. Yeah. P. And that's even they, that's, even my, that's the only thing it. I'm saying. That's the only thing I'm saying. Steven and them, they were talking about that. Like, they feel Middleton has a case to win finals MVP. That's because they're Americans, all right? They don't want any Greece person to win it. That's why ESPN the patriotic network. Dude, I'm Nigerian and now I'm saying, come on, don't do that. No, I'm yeah, just, yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> do that. Yeah, you're talking, you're talking to the wrong person. You're talking to the wrong person. It's a joke. It's a joke. No, I know it's a joke, but I'm like, you said to the wrong person. You're talking to the only one that isn't born in America that you stated to. I was like, Giannis is my brother, so don't don't say all that. All right, what were you saying, Patty? Sorry. I forgot my point now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patty. But yeah, I, I, we all we all it was like five minutes ago when I had that thought. My bad, my bad. <laughs> but sorry. but the thing is, Chris and Zach, I think me and Ubong agree with you. That's my thing. We're not I just said, yeah, I said they're gonna give it to him. 
No, but there is an I, argument that can be made. But can you, so can you agree it, that that's could the be argument. an argument for Middleton? That's the argument. No, okay, here's what I will say. Like, I understand, I respect Middleton. I love Middleton. I understand his role with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the same as Scotty with uh, Jordan. It's the same as Kobe when he had to get the first three rings. I'm not going to say Chris Middleton can be an all-star in terms of like leading a superstar franchise. I'm sorry, not he's been an all-star, but I'm saying like, I don't see him as the face of the franchise. Giannis is the face of the franchise. So that's what I said. He has a very important role. I I think Chris Middleton had a very important role as to why the Bucks have made it so far. So I think like, I understand, I respect his risk. I respect for what he's done, especially again, you brought up uh, Yuba. You brought up the fact that the new, the Brooklyn Nets series was mostly Middleton helping them get past Katie um, and then Kyrie for half of it. Like maybe, or I'm sorry, was it Harden? I forget who. And also Zach, I was also mentioning Golden State at that time because the Iguodala effect. Everyone knew Steph and Clay, especially Steph was the most dominant shooter. You know what I'm saying? One of the most prolific yeah. shooters. But it, all it took was that one switch for Iguodala win finals. That's what I'm saying. I feel this could be for Milwaukee, for Middleton in those games where they need him when Giannis is struggling to put the ball in the hoop. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what I'm arguing like, for. Not, yeah. The only problem was like Steph versus Deladova in that series where it's like Deladova yeah. actually proved to be a huge mismatch, which is why you're like, you can't really give the MVP trophy to Steph if he got locked up by this white dude that like Steph now like an MVP last name. Right. Nah, like Deli a beast though. Where is he? Where is he now? Where's Delhi now? Australia. He's, still, he's on the cast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like he just got you could do an MTV segment team. about like where are they now? Like that's like Delhi. Like what was Delhi is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I like them, but at the uh, same time, it's just he's not in the league for a reason. The the Iguodala, I agree with Zach. The Igadala and Steph thing doesn't equate to me because Giannis is actually playing like an MVP in this finals, and Steph was not playing like an M- He was playing. He wasn't playing like himself. If you would have played Steph Curry, you know, MVP level in those finals, then then that argument I think would make a little bit more sense to me, but but he wasn't. But I yeah. I agree that where you guys are coming from, that if you look at how Chris Middleton has played in all of in the playoffs combined, the Brook the the Net series, even the Hawks series, because you didn't have Giannis for those last few games, and Middleton stepped up in, in that place and then that play. The argument could be made. But since it's just the finals and they're going to look at the finals alone, I don't think the argument for Middleton for MVP is as strong as it would be if you could include the prior resume of those series to bring it over into this one. But I do agree. He's like, like with Zach, I'm not, I'm not, he's very valuable. I'm not trying to knock his role because he's extremely valuable and you need him to show up at case in point. He didn't show up in the first two games. They lost those two. If he hits, you know, even, even close to remotely his percentages, they probably walk away with that game. But at the same time, you could see, yeah, I agree with Patty. Postseason MVP, Middleton has a, encompassing all of the postseason, Middleton has a really good shot, really good argument, even over Giannis, even over Giannis's performance, what he's done to the finals so far. I think he has a, a better shot at that. Uh, but I, for the finals MVP, it's tough for me just because Giannis has played so well consistently through every game. Well, that's what I was saying. They're going to give it to him. I mean, he's producing Shaq-like numbers. However, those Shaq-like numbers are happening before the last five to three minutes in the games usually. But, I mean, that's how he's got the two MVPs in the first place. All right, but... Ex- that's just that's, all I got to say, so... That's that's the... 
that's the LeBron Jordan argument that I was talking about earlier. It's it's the fact that like, are you going to talk about everything? Or are you going to talk about you know just one thing? Are you going to talk about the entire aspect of the game? Or are you only going to count the last three minutes? Because the last three minutes are the most important three minutes because it's a close game, right? It's one and lost in the last five minutes, right? Yeah, but I call horseshit on that because what happens to get to those last, those are the most exciting moments and those are the moments that fans remember. Those are the moments that end games. That's that, but that's what they do. They end games. They're, they're not the entire game. They, they end seasons, they end series, like, but that's not the entirety of the, the entire, it's not the, it's not the whole game. Like it's, 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 it's the same argument with LeBron versus Jordan. It, Jordan, everybody's Jordan got went six and zero in the finals. Yeah. But LeBron made it to the finals more. So what do you deem more valuable? Do you deem a first round or a multiple first round losses more valuable than you do multiple championships that you fall just short of? Like it's, it's what do you value more? And, and personally, I think you value the entire game instead of the last three, just the last three minutes. Uh, and like the last three minutes are important, yeah, but they're not the whole game. And once again, I am agreeing with y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying there is an argument. You, to are, you don't? No, I'm joking. I'm oh, I was gonna say, I'm like, I keep saying, I'm like, yeah. No, no we know because I know, started off we know saying you are, we know you are, but you but you'll keep saying like he's dominant. But then you get to the last five, three minutes. Because which, there's yeah, an which, argument on the that, other side. You I, have I know, to see the that, argument on the other side. Yeah, but what that does is it's dis, it's it's really le- it's discrediting everything he's done because you're. I'm you're not getting, discrediting shit because putting, I said he's the most dominant in the series. Yes. Yeah, but then but you, he's well, not you the, the best in the series. But we're gonna agree to disagree on this because we're gonna talk about this until our faces turn blue. Like you know, like so. I feel like it, our ha- our faces have turned blue. At it's one gonna point. turn as blue as Patty's shirt, but at the same time, I'm like, I get it. they're gonna give it to him. However, that argument that Ubong is talking about, the argument that I'm talking about, that is the argument on the Where other side. X is coming from is if it takes the typical female to orgasm 48 minutes, Giannis can do 45 minutes of the work, but there's gonna have to be a substitute coming in to finish the job for a girl to orgasm. That's where X is coming from. Hey, some people can hit and quit in three minutes and at the same time get the same job done as 45 minutes. <laughs> I've, I've done that multiple times. It's you know, 48 minutes? Some people, some, pe- some people have gotten knocked out in the first two minutes. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Where so, that Chris and I are coming from minutes? is, hey, isn't 45 minutes good enough? And you guys are saying, well, he's no, taking 45 wait, no, minutes I don't, free. I, I don't, Zach, I don't Zach, Zach, if you're taking 45 minutes that long, she's already tired. She's that's, bored. That's what I'm saying, Zach. What do you <laughs> say? Hey, he's I say Zach, Zach clearly doesn't work. Zach doesn't work a nine to five zach doesn't work a nine to five an hour okay like (laughs) obviously it's not the first pump it's the second pump you gotta like the second yeah the second pump is where you get all the endurance five minutes later (laughs) (laughs) okay that was an interesting comparison i like that comparison by math about lebron and uh ad or lebron and uh michael Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just playing devil's advocate there's always a there's always another side yeah, but your side was wrong this time. No, says who? <laughs> says you? Just because you don't agree doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, but, you no, 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 but I'm right. Like, Why? Why are you right? Because I'm always you said right, you're wrong. Bro. Yeah. 
Like, why how, are you always how it works? Why are you always works. right, Patty? This is how it works. Look at are you going to right, Pat. Pat. Going look Ohio at, State? That's why. Look at, look at Patty's first round. Look at mine and Patty's first round predictions. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you'll know. Exactly. You'll know just how right we are. Exactly. <laughs> why did but, uh, did Patty have Doc Rivers going to the finals? I went zero and f- or zero for whatever eight it was. I think in the or first you had, round. You had one or two teams in there. <laughs> don't discount don't cut yourself that short you had the nets and they the said scissors. they said I, I that they had they, the nets in the box no the craziest thing they said was the heat were gonna win four straight and that's why i'm just like jesus oh yeah that's right no well, we that, I, was, that was just the bit i know but at the after, time after, i didn't know it was a bit listen after bit. after game like, one Christ. after game one as much of a bit as it was i had like i'll say five percent of me believed it because because Jimmy and and uh, Bam played like complete shit and they lost by one point in OT. That's the yeah. only reason why I thought like, okay, like, like as much as I'm fucking kidding around, I I was serious that I thought the Heat could win that series. But I I four straight is was definitely a stretch, especially with the talent they had. But that but I was like, I don't know. They they played like complete shit and still barely lost this for whatever reason. This Miami team matches up with the Bucks really well, but then. It played out like it did. And then yeah, next and then, week, then I mean, we we will find out if that four straight theory of yours is going to work right now in the sun. So we'll find out next or in the next probably tomorrow. So, yeah. Nah. Hell um, yeah. It's, it's suns and seven. Like I predicted. I hope so. I hope so. Cause I do. I want the, I want the suns to win more than I want the bucks. But at the same time, like I said, it's a, it's been a really interesting finals defense galore. I got, Ham puppets right here that I'm looking at. Suns like, and seven. <laughs> Suns and seven, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. It's 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 been it's been really good. Made a best small market win. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been the Cutthroat Podcast with your hosts Chris and X. You can follow us at the Cutthroat Cast. You can follow Zach at what? So it's Zach Elk, and then uh, we have a podcast of my buddy Mark and I. We do Fear LA, Fear underscore LA on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we have our podcast live streamed every Tuesday at 6 p.m. And Ubong, where can we find you at, sir? Follow me on Twitter. You be the great, U-B-I-E, the great, D-A-G-R-E-A-T. There we go. And it was a great time had by all. But wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. We're just not going to scroll past that. Like you just We've also it. got out uh, in Austin, Texas, soon to be in Ohio, at Patty. Hold on, guys. You, <laughs> you, wait, you guys are fucking up my ending. Come I want to get you the booze. Why? <laughs> because I, of your bad joke. Oh, that was a good Okay, let's show. boo it. Let's, let's boo it. I'm not even done. I'm, I didn't even finish what I was going to say. That's me right now. Like, honestly, <laughs> let the man finish. <laughs> That's going to be the quote. That's going to be the video of the year. But anyways, you can follow us at Cutthroat Cast. Uh, Patty, let's give you a little at, too. Yeah, you can just at Patty. You can follow whoever is at Patty. <laughs> So that's the that's we should just change your name to at patty on twitter i can't get the handle at patty cakes so you can always no. you can hold always on. listen hold on How, hear me out at x's white boy Ooh. yeah no i uh i would you like got family you got family on there <laughs> <laughs> I, would like, like, I would like to get a professional job relatively quickly <laughs>
his profile pic will be him uh, photoshopped on a person's body and then it's like him next to X and they're holding like the pocket, like the inside pocket like this. <laughs> Could be Patty holding his pocket like that. Well, this is the Cutthroat Podcast, and while you're there listening to Spotify and Apple Music, please leave us a, a little subscription. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell us what you guys want us to hear, and maybe we'll do a special edition on that or do a shout-out on live air. All right? Thank you, and have a good time. That was from uh, WWE. That was a freaking what's his name? Paul Bear. Yeah. Yeah, right here. (laughs) Rest in peace, Paul Bear, dude. Dude, there was a fucking caption. I had to fucking watch Raw.